What's going on everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around and we're going to get started right now. Well, it's good to be back with everybody for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr., And I'm more than excited. I know I say this every time I turn around, uh, how excited I am about a new episode. And today I'm really excited because I'm having the opportunity to reach back and connect with a brother who I got a chance to do life with in a season when I was in radio uh, as a station manager. Uh, He was a part of our morning show. We hired him and brought him from California to D.C., And he made a splash back in the day when it wasn't popular to have comedians on AM radio. And uh, he, he, he changed the trajectory of how I lead. And I'm just grateful to have him on the podcast. With that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and let's welcome uh, Broderick Rice to the We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Brother, it is good to have you. Go ahead and unmute yourself. You're already unmuted. Man, it's early where you are. What time is it, sir? Uh, it's 5.16 a.m. I just want y'all to listen to this and hear how he said uh, it's 5.16 a.m. as if it's in the evening. Here's what I know. It's early and he don't get up early for nobody. But he got up early for me. And I just want to say, man, gratitude, my friend. Broderick, we're going to get into this thing. And I want you to really, really settle in. And I want to talk to people about your journey. I I know a lot of your story. I know a lot of some of the things that you've grown through. uh, But it's time for us to really introduce that to the world. In a blog post on HuffPost.com, contributing writer Flynn Coleman asks this question. Why are stories so powerful? Well, the truth of the matter is, is that they are more memorable than facts. Our brains are actually wired to respond to stories, uh, metaphors, and anecdotes help us to relate ideas to our own experiences, providing richness and texture. Stories actually bring you and your listener into a multidimensional world full of colors, sights, smells, and emotions, making us feel as though we were actually living the story. And today on this episode, I have probably one of the quintessential storytellers on the planet today. This guy, oh my God. And by the way, if he starts talking in different voices, y'all, please understand, he's a master impressionist. He doesn't have multiple personality disorder, at least not that I know of. And so be prepared for the funny. (laughs) And uh, Roger, come on, talk to us, man. Bring us up to date. You started out in this comedy game almost 40 years ago. And what it is turned out to be today is not what it was. Where were your first signs of, you know what, I think I want to earn my living doing this? And talk to me about that journey. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Glenn, for having me on your platform. Thank you again. I can never thank you enough for your continued support financially. Uh, Thank you for over all of the years um, getting, looking past some of my limitations technically or otherwise, uh, as it relates to maturity. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You've never given up on me. And any door that you can could have opened, you have opened whatever connection. I always know if I can catch you, uh, that, uh, and you always either call me back or text me back or what have you. Even in that, your, 
your mission is being um, lived out even through how you do that. Uh, even though I didn't talk to you at all for this, your team, and this is not fluff, your team. And, uh, and then, of course, your wife said something that was so encouraging to me while you stepped away uh, for coffee. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm grateful. Let me get to what you asked me. When I was growing up in church in the Negro, Black, Baptist, African, Colored People's Church in the hood, you know, I knew as a little boy that I was going to do something that included being in front of a lot of people. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know exactly where it was going to be, but I knew it was going to be something. But I also knew, Glenn, I knew, and everybody watching me, I knew that if I was going to be genuine in this, especially as related to comedy or entertainment, I knew I could not cuss on stage. Yeah, uh-huh. I could not, I could not cuss on stage. Uh, somebody's going to get that while you're on your way uh, to get your Starbucks. Uh, and so I said, well, then what can I do? And Glenn, in junior high school, it was my first taste. I went on stage and I was imitating a comedian that was hot at the time, Benny Hill. Not Benny Hinn, Benny Hill from England. Uh, I used to take some of his jokes and sort of uh, clean them up and do them in junior high school. When I was in college, I was on the drama team. Went to college at Long Beach City College and they had a talent show. I got up there and did maybe about three to five minutes of comedy. I was horrible. I bombed. I blew it. The only reason why I didn't get booed is because it was at the Black Student Union and I was at a predominantly white college. So fast forward, as we say, to uh, 1987, I'm at a concert where I'm supposed to sing, Glenn. I'm on program to sing. Now, this is back in 87 because somebody from my church knew the promoter. And at my church, I was the thing. I mean, I was the number one soloist or psalmist. Uh, they could call me even when I wasn't on the program. I would go up there and rock the spot uh, in Jesus' name. In G uh, and so I went up there supposed to sing. I was too nervous to sing. So I got up there and just started doing these little impressions that I normally do around the church or with the young people or to try to get a girl's attention because uh, I couldn't depend on my amazingly good looks. Um, and I did that. And listen, and I, this is for somebody that's listening right now. You know, I was not polished, but I was, something in me was ready for that moment, Glenn. And from that moment on October, the 23rd, I believe it was 1987. I had been doing it. I didn't know there was an industry. I did not know that that was going to lead to 
uh, Kev on stage, Alton Walker. I didn't know that was going to lead to some of these uh, Rod Allison. I did not know that was going to lead to uh, a lot of these. Akantunde. I didn't know that. Listen, Glenn, can I say this? I didn't know that this was going to lead to me recording music with John P. Key, Mary Mary, or being on stage with Mary Mary, Fred Hammond, Ty Tribbett, Kirk Carr. I didn't know Donnie McClurkin, uh, Yolanda Adams. I didn't know some of the platforms it would lead me to. I didn't know that I was going to meet Glenn Brooks and, and be given one of the largest contracts in gospel history on radio. I didn't know that. And so to whoever's listening and wondering, listen, if you think anything is polished about me, if you think that anything is great about me, I have to tell you, uh, it's me in part, but apparently, Glenn, God had a plan and God had a strategy. And I'm just fortunate and grateful to be a part of that. And I will never retire from doing comedy. I will never stop making people laugh. And I will never lose respect for the clean way I get to do it. Old people, children, white, black, gay, straight, transgender, Dallas Cowboy, which I, it doesn't make a difference. That, yeah, I hit a, I hit a sore spot. We won't even talk about that. We won't even talk about the Dallas Cowboys. But I am so grateful and thankful for the opportunity to be chosen, but then also to last for going on 36 years. I'm being quiet. Listen, listen, let me say this, and I am weak at this point. For those of you guys who are tuning into the podcast, maybe you just jumped in somebody's car and, and they got this guy talking and you're like, who is this guy? That's hilarious. His name's Broderick Rice. And I promise you, uh, we became friends in an era where it was not popular to do what we did. Um, I had Cheryl Jackson on the podcast a couple of episodes ago, and she and I talked about the formation of a format that now has gone on to higher heights. I've never been bitter about how God used things in me to be foundational stuff for other people to come in and grow from. Um, He blessed me immensely in that season. And so I ain't mad at none of it. Broderick, one of the things that I think about when you talk about your start in this business is the longevity. And I am famous for talking about consistency. The idea of showing up and being as consistent as a hot iron. For you to put together the kind of, and I keep saying, you know, it's more than 35 years, now decades of showing up, there had to be a ton of highs, a ton of lows. Um, COVID hit us like everybody else. Can you talk to us a little bit about the secret to your success in the regard of showing up and being consistent? And again, y'all, if he start breaking out in different voices and all that kind of stuff, y'all have to forgive him. There are not many people that live in them. This is a part of, and I've and I've watched you make adjustments, bro. Uh, you're now an author. We're going to get into that kind of stuff. But I need you to talk to, there are some people in this room right now listening to this podcast saying, 
I struggle with consistency. I struggle with showing up over and over again. Encourage them a little bit. Talk a little bit about how that applies to your journey. There will be, thank you, Glenn. There will be highs, lows, ups, downs, ins, outs. I, I, I can't tell you, and, and I'm going to be transparent, I struggled with depression before I knew what depression was. Because I came on the scene in 87, and by 95, I had a national record contract. By 96, I had an album out. And when I say an album, I mean a cassette. They're not ready for that, see? I had a cassette out, watch this, Glenn, wait for it, and a VHS. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just I just lost 300,000 of your viewers right there. I had a cassette and a VHS. I was one of the first comedians. There was Jonathan Slocum, but but my album got it first. I, I, I take great joy in that. I, I, I got him just by an inch or two. Um, and listen. My album, my first album, Live Alive Alive, shot to um, number two on the National Gospel Billboard charts. I went from just performing on low levels, if it were, you know, local places, maybe regional, to performing with John P. Key, Hezekiah Walker. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of people who, who, who were major at that time. Oh, you got the John P. Keys. You you got the Yolanda Adams, the Fred Hammonds. What the commissions? I ain't going on in the name of the Lord. See, they're not ready for that. They they're not ready for that, Glenn. And things were going well. I mean, I was on all the award shows: Bobby Jones, BET, The Word Network, TBN, and this went on. And then my brother Tommy Four. Y'all know from the Martin Lawrence show, Tommy ain't got no job. What's up, dog? Uh, he's resting in peace. Uh -huh. And I still owe him money. Amen. I, I'll give it to him later. Uh, and so those were the highs. Hey, listen, if I could tell the people, I'm not going to give them the numbers. But as a result of the success of my first two albums, Infinity Broadcasting, a.k.a. CBS Radio, Mr. Glenn Brooks, saw my talent and says, man, I want to move you from L.A. all the way to the East Coast, and I'm going to pay you. And let me tell you something. Glenn, we both know what y'all what paid me was ridiculous. It was unprecedented. And I don't know whether I deserved it. But the experience it led me to you um it led me to who you were at that time who you are now who you're still becoming uh your legacy is i mean i i can't calculate it because of how many different people you help you taught me about radio you you taught me about s p l time i mean i mean t SF, time spent listening. You taught me about traffic on radio and helped me to understand. I never understood about uh, uh, people buying time. I, I, I just couldn't get it. And I did not understand 
the power of radio. When you're on the radio and you put me on the radio every day, early in the morning, uh, people got up to listen to the show. Of course, Tracy Martin, Morgan, um, you know, just that it caused people to look at me in other ways. And it caused me to have a greater respect, not for just having my albums or my bits played on radio, but for how it got me more bookings at that time. I remember I used to do the radio show five days a week and I'd have to leave heaven 1580. I would have to leave there. Of course, Donnie Simpson was across the hall. They don't know nothing about Donnie Simpson. Donnie Simpson was across the hall. All of the major secular stars would roll through. I mean, it was a who's who. But from that experience, there are people I run into now. And they say, hey, I remember you when you were on Heaven 1580. The best in gospel music, WPGC. Um, and so to, if somebody's listening, I had to give them some voices, Glenn, because you told them I could. Um, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, I said something earlier and it's still true today. Number one is having the servant's heart. But watch this, having the servant's hand. I'm going to say that one more time. I used to be slow too. Having the servant's heart, but having the servant's hands. Uh, Glenn, uh, Barbara was telling me earlier today, she said, you know, you don't have to come on. Uh, you can just wait till they go into a particular part. And I told her, she's so gracious. I said, I want to come on because I want to do more than just be featured. I want to learn I want to watch what Glenn does. I want to see what the team does. I want to I want to tap into what the viewers and listeners and people in the chat both now and now this is going to be for weeks and years to come. I wanted to sit and learn. And let me tell you something just so the people can know. And and, and Glenn, nobody was bringing no commit. Nobody. Would, and it was a big risk for you because I mean, it wasn't 20. It wasn't twenty five dollars. It wasn't $10,000. Okay, go, go add some zeros. And Glenn went out on a series of limbs uh, to make this a reality. Now, in the end, uh, I'll tell y'all later on how I blew that. See, sometimes it can be too good to be true. And then you can blow it. I blew it. Uh, get my book, get my book. But the opportunity and the connections from Chanel Crowder to Delphine Wilkes to the Miss Cheryl Jackson, the, uh, the evangelist, uh, ta, 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 um, to Tracy Martin Morgan. So many people. Did I say Matt Anderson? Mad Matt with the muscles. Uh huh. Uh, so I look back, and just in case I haven't said it, I. I want to say it very clearly, thank you. And to those listening, opportunities. I didn't know Glenn. I didn't know Glenn knew me. But Glenn saw something in me that he believed could be used to better the world.
I was on a platform that secular people will listen to because Heaven 1580 was right next to WPGC FM. I was a major, they had Tigger on there, Donnie Simpson and others. Uh, I got to give shout out to Bishop Gavin Montgomery, the baby bishop. And uh, are you just thinking about that, Glenn? So if you're listening to me and as you're watching the various podcasts uh, that Glenn is presenting and moderating and you're seeing his books, he's the author that he is. He didn't just get there. He didn't just get there. He's worked diligently to be there. And he has made me a part of his success. I can't cry now because I want to make sure I get this in. So if you're listening, watching, even if you're hearing about this through another conversation, third party, servant's heart, servant's hands, opportunities. The Bible says, your gift will make room for you. Now, of course, initially uh, it's talking about money, but also your talents. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be wonderful. What's this? I don't even have a college degree. I'm college educated, but I'm not college degreed. All of all of those things are wonderful. But boy, let, let the favor of God get a hold of your servant's heart and your servant's hands, and you will find yourself sharing a podcast with Glenn Brooks, with Cherie Brooks, and all of the geniuses that are part of his team. Uh, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Hopefully I'm not talking too much. if If you're listening, you came through. There was COVID. Man, I didn't work for a year. I didn't work in person for a year and a half. Some low times, low, 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 low. And then there'll be sometimes where people, mean spirited people, will literally hop on your website or whatever and just say, Your comedy is whack. You weak. Uh, uh, you ain't no real comedian. They'll tell me about the comedian that they do love. And sometimes it's difficult to hear. But, Glenn, there are times I tried to quit. I wanted to quit, but I botched the job. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said I wanted to quit. I told myself, I don't need this. You know, as a matter of fact, I said, I'll go and do secular comedy where they pay you to cuss and and, and use bad words. But I wasn't raised like that. I wasn't called to that. Every now and then the devil, uh, he will uh, push one of those words out of me when my blood sugar is low. Uh, but, but Glenn, I want to say this, hang in there with what he's purposed you to do. How about this, Glenn? This is the last thing I'm saying. How about this? Bishop Brister, Daryl Brister, senior pastor of Beacon Light Church. He took me into his home for two weeks because I was just so depressed. I was out of it. I was just, but one thing he told me, and Glenn, I know you have, I know this has to be one of your principles. And it pulled me, and it helps me even now when I hit a bump. Keep reinventing yourself. Keep reinventing yourself. Watch this. There are more floors to you than just one. 
I wish somebody would type in the chat. I'm a skyscraper. There's there's more to you than just one floor. You are a skyscraper. Hey, maybe floor two, it ain't happening no more. Go on to floor three. You, you, you messed up. It was your fault. It wasn't the devil. You did it just like I did it. Messed up, blew it. Go to floor seven. Okay. And if you've already been to one floor already, you went back to another floor. Watch this. Clean up that floor. Re, re, revision, reimagine that other floor. And let me tell you something with the servant's heart and the servant's hands. Watch this. God will make somebody say, I'm going to bring him to my platform. God, God, God will say, and somebody don't, you know, may don't believe in God, but uh, I, I start to say the universe, but I'm going to say God. Everybody else say what they want to say. He, he will call somebody to say, come to my platform. Come, come and share my stage. Let me, let me put your name in three people's ear and who knows what can come from that. I, I now yield the floor back. Listen, listen. Well, guys, let me just say this. You've heard part one of what I think is going to be an amazing uh, two-parter, right? Let me say this. This is the first time in 60-plus episodes that we've ever uh, had enough uh, time to be able to talk and share and give you guys two parts. So on this first part, here's what I want you to do. Here's a takeaway. I need you to write this down somewhere. Consistency is about showing up no matter how you feel. God has created you to be a skyscraper because there's more than one floor for you. Get a vision and get a picture of that. Broderick, real quick, for the audience that are here now, how can people find out about you? Because in the second part, we're going to come talk about your book. We're going to uh, invite some people to the stage. This is the first time that I'm going to actually share this platform for those people who are in the audience that may want to come up. And we're going to give people in the podcast world a sense of how we roll in the live studio audiences. So I know I'm throwing an audible. I hope my team is catching this. We're going to score this ball and I need y'all to help me. So Project, real quick, before we end this episode, I need you to tell me really quickly, uh, how can people find you? What are you up to now? And uh, let's give them a way to find you. Okay. www.broderickerice.com. That's www.broderickerice.com. Of course, I'm on Facebook uh, forward slash Broderick E. Rice. Instagram Broderick E. Rice or Instagram for slash Broderick E. Rice. Uh, email info at Broderick-Rice.com. Uh, I have my current book out now. It's called That You Bought Copies Of. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Miss Mrs. Cherie. Uh, it's called uh, Lab Changers. Glenn, I know we're going to talk about that uh, when you lead us into that, uh, but got the book out. So you can inbox me. One day I'm going to listen to Glenn and actually get a more uh, appropriate uh, place where you can get my book from. Glenn said, I'm going to buy your books. He said, but you might want to have a platform uh, for the people who don't know you like I do and get you set up right. I ain't done that yet. But see, he's always looking out for me. He always has. That's that favor. So you can get the book. Uh, Lab Changers. I know we're going to talk about that when Glenn leads us into that, but you can reach out to me. I want to be found. Amen. Child support ain't going to pay for itself. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey.
Amen. I am weak. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Broderick E. Rice, comedian, uh, preacher, singer, impressionist. Y'all go get his book. I guarantee you it's going to change your perspective on how you view laughter and why God created it as the medicine that it is. At the end of the day, here's what I can promise you. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself. It's because we all need some help. And we'll see you back on the next edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.